Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the River Heights Buzz podcast. We are on episode 44 today. We are your hosts. I'm Alexa. And I'm Candace. Today is season one finale day, everyone. Yes, it is. It's been a long time coming, but it also feels like it's gone super fast at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, you're even saying, like, before we started recording, it's like, time just flew by, it seems like. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But I feel like this was a good length of time for a season, 18 episodes. Because I feel like most TV shows nowadays are nowhere near that. But I feel like TV shows like a long time ago, like decades ago, were even longer than that. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how TV has changed throughout the years. And it's like there's so many different shows and there's anywhere from what I've seen is like a mini series with six episodes. Mm-hmm. Or even like it go from like six to like 20, 24 episode seasons depending on the show. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I feel like most of the TV shows that I watch are between like the 10 episodes and 13 episodes a season, which to me, I wish was longer, but I mean, I guess it makes for more action packed episodes, but I do like when a story is kind of drawn out because I feel like you get more details and you see how things play out a little bit more differently, but you know, you work with what you get. I think, yeah, like 18 episodes is a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's one a week. I mean, that that's a significant time span. So, but yeah, we're talking about the finale season one finale this episode. So just uh, like we did for the the past two episodes, just a trigger warning because the end of this series uh, of this season um, deals with heavy topics such as suicide. So if that is something that is upsetting for any of our listeners, we totally understand if you need to skip this episode, find a happier one. We have plenty of them. Um, It's not going to upset us in any way. We just want all of our listeners to be as comfortable as possible when listening to our podcast and just know that happier episodes are quickly coming up on the horizon for us. And we are very excited to share them with you guys. A week at a time. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be here before you know it. So check out our Instagram for constant updates on that. And uh, more stuff will be coming to you soon. And if ever any of you guys want, like the listeners want to jump on an episode with us for like a week, let us know. Like our inboxes on Instagram, Twitter, our emails, all of our comments too are always open. So if you ever want to share like your thoughts, comments, want to jump on with us just let us know and we'll work something out yep i will say before we jump into the episode we got a cast photo this week yes we did and it was awesome yes which is very exciting and just keep in mind guys this week we are recording a week early than the episode actually comes out so so without further ado i think we should jump into the finale yeah i'm ready to go all righty so today is season one episode 18 the clue in the captain's painting nancy and the drew crew investigate a mysterious death which also leads to new details regarding the aglaica curse the original air date was april 15th 2020 okay this episode opens up at the very tail end of last episode's ending which spoiler alert ended with the death of owen marvin um the crew found him bloodied and dead in a bathtub at the marvin estate so this episode opens up with nancy kind of just in shock really 
Um, she's at the police station, obviously very upset. Uh, Lisbeth is trying to get information from her, but it's kind of like Nancy's there, but it's going in one ear and out the other. I mean, that's kind of like textbook version of being in shock. Um, we get uh, some flashbacks of the crazy things that have happened as far as um, the events after they summoned the Aglaica in order to get Lucy Sable's bones. Um, if our listeners will recall, in order to call the Aglaica, once you get what you ask for from her, you have to pay the toll. I'm using air quotes. Um, and for this particular matter, that toll ended up being Owen Marvin's life. And so once they received Lucy's bones in the water and Owen was starting to bleed in the water, they ended up saving him, which, I mean, obviously leads to the Aglaica not having her toll paid. So now it's like the Aglaica is just stalking the crew and showing that she's going to get her toll paid one way or another. So we see a lot of flashbacks of that happening kind of in Nancy's mind. And then the next thing we know, all these members of the Marvin family bust into the police station, causing a fuss about wanting Owen's body to have a, a private autopsy done because they don't trust the small County coroner to do their job, which I mean, I understand that, you know, they're in shock as well, but I mean, you know, the coroner can only do what they can do and it's a tough job. So, you know, I feel kind of bad <laughs> for the coroner. Um, and, and it's almost, it's almost like, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. And it's almost like the sounds like the same kind of situation with Ryan doing Tiffany's autopsy. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, the town, which is like, could be like the townies versus like the big family names. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It, it's very similar. And there have been a lot of instances throughout this entire season of something happening. And then later on something very similar happening, showing, you know, similarities in like what you said, the Marvin family being a big name family in Horseshoe Bay and the Hudson family being a big name family in Horseshoe Bay. So a lot of similarities and parallels there. Um, so Ace is giving a statement. George and Nick are sitting there in the police station kind of on a bench to the side. And of course, George is nervous and Nick is trying to like be nice and comfort her. And she kind of like shies away from it. So she still has her personal issues going on, which is driving a wedge between the two of them. Um, Bess tries to talk to Lisbeth and um, Lisbeth is nice enough to her, but kind of tells her that she wishes she could have been at the party at the Marvin estate because then she might've seen something if she was there. Um, so there's some tension kind of going on between the two of them as well. And then Nancy, um, finally kind of snaps too. And, you know, she says that it's all her fault that Owen, um, is dead. And she kind of explains what happened to Lisbeth. And of course, Lisbeth, you know, she's kind of surprised because I mean, it has to do with a lot of supernatural things that a lot of people don't believe in. 
And so Nancy then just like gets up and leaves because she's still very obviously upset and just not thinking clearly. Um, so the scene changes and we're at the Drew house and the crew is there. And obviously the protection ritual that they had tried to do didn't work because Owen still ended up passing away. Um, so Nancy kind of wonders if Owen ended up getting a sign from the Iglaica, kind of like all the rest of them did, because if you all will recall, before Owen passed away, all the crew got these weird different like signs and signals from the Iglaica that were like gross things like the crabs and the seaweed wreaths and things like that, that would eventually turn to sand. And so Nancy kind of wonders if Owen saw something like that before he ended up dying. Um, I got tickled because when they were all there talking about it, Bess said that they've gotten pretty good at the ghost thing. <laughs> I wrote that too. <laughs> got tickled at that. They've done what, like two or th two or three? I think this at season? this point, yeah. So how could Bess say like we're like naturals at this? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess she's just considering like your average group of friends probably aren't sitting around doing seances. If I had oh. to get, I mean, at least, at least I wouldn't be, I'd be yeah. too scared to do anything like that. That's true. <laughs> but I remember getting tickled when she said that. Um, and so of course they're going to, what else are they going to do, but do a seance to try to contact Owen's spirit and see if they can find out information. And so they start setting out the ghost traps around the Drew house and then they come across one that was broken and Nancy remembers that Owen accidentally broke it. And so they decide that they're going to use the broken pieces of glass to try to summon him since that was something that he touched when he was alive. So it could potentially be used to summon his spirit. Um, so um, Bess is kind of trying to hurry this all along because the Marvin family is all gathered together at the estate. And I guess the people are talking and wanting to know where Bess is. Um, so at this point, Nick tries to talk to George and it's like super awkward and very just strange. And then of course, next thing we know, Ryan shows up and he's trying like, He's there trying to see if Nancy is okay and is trying to check on her. And the crew is obviously very unsure of him and how he all fits into this equation, considering they all just found out along with Nancy that Ryan is actually Nancy's biological father. So it's still a very weird situation for them all. And of course, made weirder by the fact that George technically had an affair with him, yeah. which is so weird. But yep. <laughs> no, makes for good TV. Um, and, and I could like I even wrote down too where it's like I could kind of see where Ryan's coming from because he wants to now that he knows that Nancy's his daughter, he wants to build that relationship with her. Yeah, I get and it. I, like, he hasn't been in her life for 19 years. And he missed out on all of those like milestones that she went through. Yeah, her formative so, years. I mean, that's a lot yeah. to miss. I just thought of, imagine if we got to the point in the show where Nancy gets married and then, you know, like usually the dad walks the daughter down the aisle. Yeah. Who's going to walk her down the aisle? Both of them? I would love that. I would, I would want to see both of them. I would too. <laughs> and I my, my, go ahead. No, uh, just, you know, my two dads. 
Yeah. I just, I think that, yeah, I would want to see that, both of them, which I think they probably would do. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I say that they should each have their own separate song for the first dance, like father-daughter yeah. dance. Yeah, for sure. And I still vouch that Nancy and Ace get married. <laughs> Same. I think a lot of people think that way. Yep. Um, so um, Nancy finally comes to the door and it's awkward. I mean, yep. she's still trying to come to terms with the fact that Ryan is her biological father as well. So, you know, tragedy br brings people together. But when the relationship is still so new, it's just, it's a lot. So I can see how it could be overwhelming for Nancy and for Ryan too, for that matter. This is all new for him too. He didn't have a clue. So yeah, very strange timing, but he's trying. So you got to give him points for that. Yeah. Um, she then says something really harsh and says that people associating with him get messed up, which was tough for her to say to him. And then George takes offense to it because George messed around with him. So then George kind of is huffy about it. And she's George is like in a mood for pretty much like the rest of the episode. Yeah, she really is. But she we will really, she's dealing with some personal stuff of her own too. Yeah. So it's kind of understandable, I guess. But we're not gonna get into that right now. We will get into it later. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um but now it's time for the seance. Um, nothing really happens at first. Then all of a sudden the candles go out and it gets kind of creepy. And I'm thinking, oh God, oh God, is there going to be a jump scare? <laughs> and then the glass shards that they left out start moving. And then the whole room shakes. And the Iglaica shows up and I jumped. Was okay. Question. <laughs> Was Henry sitting on or laying on you? No, he was not this time. Okay. He was not. Um, I'm trying to think of where he was. He might have been in the kitchen. He wasn't near me. For okay. one. <laughs> I didn't have a blanket on my legs. That's why. The Glaka shows up. I was terrified. My dog, Henry, who usually lays on me, was not laying on me at this point. So he wasn't scared. Cause that's typically what happens. I'll be like, I have my spot on the couch that I like to sit on when I'm watching Nancy Drew. And so I'll usually put a blanket on just because everything is better when you're wearing a blanket. And so usually once I have the blanket on, that's when that's like the code for him to jump on top of me and to lay on me. Now, granted he's a 90 pound dog average between 85 and 90 pounds. So he's heavy. So anytime that something startles me and I jump, he jumps. Yeah. So, yeah, but this time he wasn't sitting on me. So the Iglaica shows up. Everybody freaks out, obviously, because it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing we know, um, the seance kind of ends. Nothing else really happens. And so Bess, at that point, she can't avoid it any longer. She's got to go to the Marvin estate and be with family. So um, George and Nick decide to go with her. Ace stays with Nancy and my heart fluttered. 
you know, know, it's, it's too early for Ace and Nancy, but I feel like there are little things here and there, you know, where it's kind of flirty. I don't know about you, but I wish I could just give Ace like a constant hug. I know. I feel like he needs it. <laughs> Poor guy. I'm so jealous of Nancy. To be yeah, honest. <laughs> He's definitely cute. Um, so scene changes and we're at the Marvin estate and it's um, kind of like a, not necessarily a funeral yet or a wake, but just like a gathering of the close family and it's catered with, you know, lots of food and drink and it's real highfalutin and fancy. Um, kind this of strange, whole, but okay. This whole, this whole thing at the Marvin place just bugged me. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's very, um, I mean, to me, I feel like obviously when family gathers like that, it's not good because somebody has passed away, but I feel like it was kind of like them spending a lot of money to just prove that they're the Marvins and they have the money to spend. I don't know. It just, it didn't, it didn't feel genuine. Like, the reason why they were there was to remember Owen. Does I was just sense? like, I was just like smacking my forehead like during this whole time, pretty much because I'm like, it does like obviously like a family member just died, but does it really need to be that extravagant? Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel personal. Like it felt just very. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Yeah. But um, either way, uh, Bess shows up. She starts walking around upstairs to try to find Aunt Diana, and she ends up passing the crime scene, and you see the, the crime scene tape, and it's sad. Um, so she finds Aunt Diana in a room, that, and she's going through some of Owen's personal papers, and... Um, Obviously, Diana wants to know what happened to Owen, and she wants to know um, what Bess can do as far as keeping up with the police and keeping up that relationship she has with Lisbeth in order to find out information, which, like we've said before, that really puts Bess between a rock and a hard place because it's like Bess so desperately wants to fit into the Marvin family. However, she has this relationship with Lisbeth, and she doesn't want to make that like a job because it's almost kind of like aunt Diana is wanting her to keep that relationship simply just so that she can be fed information. Not so that Bess is happy. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's very strange. It's like the Marvin family reminds me of the Hudson family and that they do what they can to use other people to advance what they want. Yeah. And it's like they don't care what comes of that. They just want whatever it is that they want. And they don't care how they have to get there to get whatever it is. And it's like for I could, the one difference between the Hudsons and the Marvins is that there's more of the Marvins to actually get that. Like, I guess I, you could say the dirty work done. Yeah. Obviously, like, the, I'm not saying the Hudsons don't couldn't pay off people, but, you know, there's more family members in the Marvins. Yeah, it's very obvious that it, I mean, and I, I'm sure a lot of that is like ex what you would consider extended family, like cousins and stuff, not necessarily immediate family. 
but yeah, it definitely seems like there are a, a whole lot more Marvins than there are Hudsons. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Um, and um, let's see, I'm looking through my notes. Yeah, so that's kind of where we leave um, Bessette. And then the scene changes and Nancy and Ace are meeting with Hannah Gruen at the Historical Society there in Horseshoe Bay. And um, they're trying to figure out more information about the Glaca. And I think they said that it goes back to the 1800s. Is that right? I think so. Okay, that's what I thought they said. Um, Hannah is convinced that the Glaca is like the white whale of ghosts. And by that is that she is saying that it's super rare to have a sighting of the Glaca or to deal with the Glaca. So she's not convinced that that's what it is. Um, she doesn't believe that the crew summoned her. And so, you know, um, Nancy's trying to explain to her exactly what happened. And so now Hannah is kind of confused and says that she wants to check the records of previous historical society keepers to see what other information there is about the Iglaica or other people that may have summoned her. Um, and we find out also that she's not convinced that it was the Iglaica because apparently the Iglaica would have taken everybody that same day that she killed Owen. So it's like, hmm. Hmm. Then it gets Nancy. And it gets Nancy thinking, like, okay, if this wasn't, like, the Aglaica, it must have been an actual person. Yeah. So then it's like, shoot, who could that have been? Who could have been out to try to get Owen, who had a grudge against him or a vendetta against him? So that leads to a whole bunch of other questions. Um, so scene changes back at the Marvin estate. And there's like a group phone call to get everybody in the Drew crew kind of up to speed on the separate things that are happening at the same time. Um, so yeah, they're now discussing the fact that Owen could have been killed by a human and they, they're not quite sure who that person could have been. Um, and then the next thing we know, Lisbeth and a bunch of police officers and forensics team shows up with a court order to get DNA samples of all the Marvins. Um, Sounds like Elizabeth suspects a family member, but she's being pretty tight-lipped about it, which is understandable. I mean, it's an active investigation. You can't give away everything because then that messes with your investigation as a whole. Um, so uh, I wrote in my notes that some of the Marvins seem particularly suspicious. Um, I don't like, I think her name is Whitney. I don't like her. She is rude and she seems like she has stuff to hide. What yeah. that is, I don't know, but I just don't like her. Like, she reminds me of, like, those popular kids at school. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's, like, thinking that she's better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I wish the <laughs> there's some way to knock her down a few pegs. Yeah. Yeah. She just does not seem nice. Um, so Whitney then insulted George unknowingly, <laughs> talking about... Um, being someone's mistress and uh, Nick then tries to comfort George again, but she doesn't like it and kind of shies away from it. So more of a wedge being driven between Nick and George. Um, George then texts Ryan and says that she needs to talk to him. And it's very strange. And then the next, the scene changes kind of still at the Marvin estate, but Bess is planning the funeral and working on the obituary for Owen when Whitney walks in and is like super rude to her 
kind of like Whitney wants to run the show. Yeah. But, you know, clearly Aunt Diana isn't having any of that. Um, Good for Aunt Diana for not wanting to have Whitney have a bigger part in this whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Nick then comes in and tells Bess that there is proof that most, if not all, of the relatives had alibis for the time period when Owen would have been killed. Um, and then scene changes and Nancy is hanging up ghost traps in Owen's apartment and Ace comes in and he tries to be a really good friend and tries to comfort her. And it's super sweet. Like, I really appreciate what he was saying that, you know, if and when she wants to talk about everything that he's there to listen and, you know, Nancy, of course, avoids it, but you can tell that it's appreciated and the, the thought behind it gets across to her. Um, and I was just like, Oh, Ace. <laughs> I wish that like, honestly, I wish I could find someone like Ace. He's such a good guy. Like he's so sweet. He very much is able to read the room and he's sensitive to other people's feelings. And I feel like a lot of guys aren't like that, but you know, anyways, um, just me, you know, dying over Nace. <laughs> Both of our Nace hearts. <laughs> it made me happy. Um, so they're kind of, you know, talking about that. And then Ace all of a sudden sees a trunk in the corner of the room. And I think it said Marvin's storage unit on it or something like that. Is that what it said? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at that point that Nancy kind of looks out the window and she sees this handprint on the window that's kind of smudged. And so next thing we know, she's called Lisbeth and her team comes over there to test it. And we end up finding out that um, Owen had tried to fight back against his attacker and actually had skin cells under his nails. And that I, I really, I like that fact because I, I feel like that's a good kind of um, real life tidbit to put in there. Um, because a lot of times in, in crime scenes like that, where they don't really know what the motive is for someone um, dying or how it happened or really any information about it. That's one of the first things that they'll test is underneath people's fingernails, because if you are trying to like stop an attack or, or something of that nature, then you're most likely going to have other people's skin cells underneath your nails. So I really like that they use that kind of real life kind of uh, information. I guess. Um, did you so, notice that? At, did you notice at different points with Ace with like the ghost trap things? He would always bring up Tinkerbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, scene changes and George is outside the Marvin estate. And that's when Ryan drives up and she essentially has the kind of, um, end conversation that is necessary after um, a breakup. This one's a little bit of a different scenario considering like we said previously, she was the other woman and she was young. So, um, you know, it, it's something that really messed her up as far as having personal relationships with other men now, um, just because she was having to be so secretive with him. And it's, 
obvious that it really damaged her and like her psyche. And it's something that she's really going to have to work through as a person in order to, in the future, have genuine relationships with other men. Um, and I, I feel, I see both sides of the coin because it's like, Ryan wasn't necessarily denying what he did. He admits, yeah, it was a crappy thing that I did. And, you know, I, I'm sorry now that uh, I did that. I know it was wrong. It wasn't something I should do. Um, and he's trying to take full responsibility and he's trying to apologize. And it comes across to George like he is attempting to be the victim. I don't necessarily think that's what he was trying to do, but I understand, like I said, with her still trying to work through this, still being upset by it, I can see how she could misconstrue what he was trying to say. But I think he was trying to be genuine in that he was trying to apologize. He knows what he did wasn't right. And he feels remorse for that. Yeah. Um, kind of blows up in his face though. Like I said, cause she's still, you know, she's younger. And I feel like when you're younger like that, you're more prone to not see both sides of it and to kind of have your emotions in it when that might not be the best way to handle the situation. Yeah. So she is like dismissing all of his apologies and doesn't want to hear it. Um, she flat out says she doesn't know how to be in a relationship because of him. And it was, it was a very tough scene. I think she acted in it really well. Um, and hopefully that provides, you know, some closure for her so that she can start working on her inner issues and move past it. Um, During that whole thing, the conversation, you can tell that George is really hurt. You can tell yeah. it in her voice yeah. and it's, and even too, it's like this pretty much the whole episode for the most part, when George is kind of like brushing off Nick, this is why. Yeah, you can tell because it's she, kind of like bubbling to the surface from the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So um, scene changes and we're now at the police station with Elizabeth, Nancy and Ace and he is on the computer looking uh, essentially at some of Owen's last moves before he died. Um, we find out that the handprint was made out of some kind of mixture that included motorboat oil, um, which kind of is like a trigger in Nancy's head. And then at that same time, while Lisbeth is trying to talk to Nancy but not give away too much information, Bess starts texting Lisbeth for updates. And so that kind of distracts Lisbeth a little bit. So she walks off and then Nancy and Ace take off, <laughs> even though they weren't going to go anywhere. I was just going to say that too. <laughs> Lisbeth is like, don't leave, and don't go anywhere. And Nancy's like, like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nancy, she has her own agenda all the time. Yeah. So they take off and she notices that the necklace that she had, which had Lucy's charm on it is missing from her car. Um, so Nancy has now come to the conclusion that it actually wasn't Owen that was being watched. It was Nancy that was being watched. And she thinks that it's Josh, which was Nick's boss at the mechanic shop and Lucy's brother. So technically her uncle. 
a lot of moving parts there. So it's pretty much like this whole season was a family affair. Yeah. In more <laughs> ways than one and with more than one family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, Nancy decides that they need to go and um, meet with Patrice, which was Lucy and Josh's mom. And um, she wants to ask her if she knows where Josh is and poor Patrice. She's not in her right mind. She doesn't really understand what's happening. And she thinks that new that Nancy is Lucy. She's just confused. Um, Nancy then confesses that she's actually Lucy's daughter. And Patrice is obviously even more confused saying that that's not possible, that Lucy is gone. But then Nancy kind of tells her, what happened and that no one knew that Lucy was pregnant and that she gave birth before she passed away. And it was actually really sweet because it was like, it was almost like Patrice understood what was happening and she was happy because I mean, that's technically her granddaughter that she's meeting and she was sad that she missed out on her life. But Nancy tried to tell her that, you know, just part of it, but it's okay. And uh, Ace is, you know, trying to keep watch outside of the room, but then all of a sudden out of the corner of his eye, he notices a light flickering and he thinks that it's like Morse code for like SOS, someone looking for help. And I saw that light and I'm thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, is it going to be another jump scare? (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Thankfully it was not. Cause I, you know, I would have fallen off the couch. Um, so he walks off to find the flickering light and walks into, you know, a room and sees that it looked like some kind of flashlight or something like that, that he picked up. And then as he goes to pick it up, he bends down to pick it up. The door behind him starts slowly closing. And I'm like, Oh my God, here's, here's another jump scare. I'm just gonna end up falling off the couch. But thankfully it wasn't. And somehow the door locked. He did get locked in, which to me, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense safety wise, um, because (laughs) this is like a residential like place for older folks. And, you know, for medical emergencies, you're not going to want a door that close, like when you close it, it locks like. No that's not efficient. Like what if someone is in there having like a medical emergency and the door is closed and it's locked and you're having to fumble for keys. Yeah. That doesn't seem very efficient, but you know, Oh, well I can look past it. Um, or even if like there's someone that's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Or like has like some kind of like equipment to help them move around. Yeah. Like a locked door like that is just not easily accessible for some folks. Especially Um, older people. Yeah. Which I assume that place is full of. Yeah. Um, So he gets locked in the room and Nancy then calls Lisbeth and leaves her a message that she thinks that Josh is still alive. And then at that point, Nancy heads up to the roof because when she was talking to Patrice, um, Patrice kept looking up the ceiling. And she's like, he never left. Yeah. So it's like, is Patrice not making any sense and confused? Or is she actually telling the truth? So either way, Nancy decides that she's going to go up to the roof. And she walks into what looks like almost like a maintenance room kind of area. 
and she sees like a cot that's set up. Someone is obviously staying in there and sleeping in there. And then she finds Lucy's charm necklace. So we're like, okay, this is Josh. So Nancy walks out of the room and there's Josh with a knife. And he's all has like all the bird scars from a few episodes ago, which looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like that's so scary to me, like for multiple different reasons, the way that they did his look there, like it was terrifying. It was super scary. So really well done. Um, So Nancy then figures out that it was Josh that killed Owen. Um, Bottom line was Owen cared so much about Nancy that he wasn't going to give up her whereabouts. And so that's why he ended up being killed. Um, Nancy then tries to explain to Josh that his sister is her mother and that he's actually Nancy's uncle. She explains everything to him. And then the next thing we know, Ace shows up behind them on another section of the roof and says that the cops are there and you can hear the sirens in the background. And then, you know, Josh is obviously very confused about this because he didn't realize that his sister was pregnant. Um, and he tries to run, but he ends up slipping over the edge of the roof. And like my heart jumped because I forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> so scary, especially if you don't like heights, which Heights don't really scare me, but I'm not a fan of them at the same time, if that makes sense. So it's like, oh, God, it's like worst case scenario dangling off a building. Um, And so, you know, I was afraid he was going to fall. But Nancy and Ace attempt to save him and they're able to pull him back up. So he is safe. So the scene then changes and we're at the claw and Ace and Nancy are telling the crew what happened and um, the crew kind of bands together and decides that they're going to beat the Iglaica together as one group. Um, and then Bess goes to the police station with coffee for Elizabeth and thanks her for putting Josh in jail. And she's kind of fishing for information at this point. And Elizabeth is no dummy. Like she can tell what Bess is doing and she understands. But it kind of puts them once again in a, between a rock and a hard place because it's like, you know, Bess is trying to find this information out for her family, but then Lisbeth is like, so what if you ask me something that I absolutely can't tell you? Or what if I accidentally tell you something, but you can't tell your family? So, I mean, it's, it's a tough situation for them both. Um, Nick and George are then together and, you know, he's trying to make it work with her. And then George really has a kind of come to Jesus talk with him and explains why things are so difficult for her and how she has a really bad habit of expecting the least out of people. And she apologizes for being like that, which I think is a a big step in the right direction as far as dealing with the issues that she has. Um, That shows some maturity, I think. And um, she tells Nick that she saw Ryan, but that it was for closure purposes. It wasn't like that she still is interested in him or still has feelings for him, um, which is good. Cause like I said, it's super creepy now because we know that's Nancy's dad. <laughs> so thankfully she doesn't have feelings for him, but Nick is just a really good guy and wants to help her get through her issues. And George says that she wants to have a relationship with Nick. And then of course, you know, they kiss And then the scene changes and Aunt Diana and Bess are together and she tells Bess that she 
Bess has a home with the Marvins now if she needs to. And Aunt Diana says that she wants to take care of Bess. Which, I mean, I feel like that's all that Bess really ever wanted was, uh, you know, a place to call home and acceptance from a family because she wasn't getting that from her parents. And then Bess starts looking at these pictures that are painted in the hallway. And we find out that it's her like great, great, great grandfather, Douglas Marvin, who created the paintings. And so Bess is looking at one. And then she realizes if you look at the painting sideways, the Glaika is in the water and it's scary. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but this is so weird and creepy, but the Marvins have a a wall of tragedies. Yeah. Like that's, kind of (laughs) weird yeah like what is this family into that they've had so many tragedies happen that they have a whole hall dedicated to it like yeah something something isn't legal here something's happening (laughs) Um, (laughs) so uh nancy is then shown at the bluffs um kind of looking out at the sea then scene changes again and we see George and Nick kissing against Nick's truck. And then George kind of stops because something gets her attention and she's looking inside of Nick's truck and then realizes that it's filling up with water. And then she sees them in the truck drowning in the water. So of course they're confused. Scene changes again. Ace is at the claw and he's working in the back and then he's walking past the walk-in freezer and he sees himself hanging from a hook and bleeding. And it's one of the hooks that like holds like a big thing of meat. Like a, yeah, like, you know. I'm sure those things have a name, but I just called it a hook in my notes. <laughs> Didn't know what it was called. But yes, uh, I mean, it, it's one of the things that holds up like, you know, something very heavy like you know, a full body of meat, like from a cow or pig or whatever. Um, So obviously Ace is confused seeing himself. Scene then changes. Bess is in um, at the Marvin estate. She's like cozied up in a study with a a fire and it it looks super nice. And then she kind of looks over at the chair next to her and sees herself on fire. So she's obviously confused. And then scene changes and we're back with Nancy at the bluffs. And she sees herself fall over the edge and die. So it's like like Lucy. Yes, exactly like Lucy. So it's like all of the crew now has seen their own deaths in various different ways. And that's how they leave us. The end of season one. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, is someone in the clue crew going to die? And obviously we don't know this until season two comes. (laughs) Exactly. We're just left hanging like that. So. I just looked up what like the butcher's hooks are called and they're often called like pegs or an S or an S E. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I figured they had some kind of like technical name as far as like an, a season finale episode. I feel like this one was really good. It kind of covered all the bases, but left mm-hmm. us still asking questions leading into the next season. So I mean, overall, I thought it was a great first season for this show. The writers did a really good job of making the audience care about these characters right from the start. A lot of twists and turns, really keeping us on our toes. Uh, It was just really good overall. Um, I do have a question. Okay. So you know how when Ace and Nancy were at 
like visiting Patrice and Ace is kind of like the lookout. Mm-hmm. When Nancy walked back out into the hallway, did she not stop for a second and to wonder where Ace went? I mean, she might have, but you know, when Nancy's on a mission, she's got like the blinders on. Like when she has something she's got to do, she does it. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking is just, she's thinking, oh, Patrice keeps looking up at the ceiling. I, I got to get on the roof. Yeah. And look at Josh. He went for he, successfully, which is like not obviously the best way to put it, but he killed one out of the two biggest like members of each of the families. Yeah. Like the Hudson's and the Marvins. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's where we're left until season two, which, you know, we'll get to eventually but for the rest of the year we're kind of booked solid yeah content goes so we are not going to be talking about season two probably until after season four is done yeah (laughs) yeah out of order but i mean honestly at this point that's kind of what we do so do you want to talk about what is next on the horizon for us we have a whole bunch of stuff coming your way guys next week we will be talking about game number one og Secrets can kill. The OG. OG being important. Yes. Yes. It <laughs> holds a very special place in my heart. <laughs> Despite the bad um, graphics. I still love it. <laughs> yes. We will be talking about re- the remastered version later on down the road. Somewhere like, down the line. Yeah. I will say not in this year, 2022. Probably in 2023 at some point. Yeah. Because... Oh boy, do I have some opinions about it. <laughs> we uh, we will get there when we get there, Candace. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. And I'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> After Secrets Can Kill, we will be talking about Mystery Story Book Number 5, The Secret of Shadow Ranch. Another amazing story that I love. Yes. So that's a good one. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go into September? Kind of what we're talking about? What sure. Each okay, I'll do the till the end of September. And then we'll you'll see the rest of the schedule after that, everybody. Yeah. First week in September. So the 6th, we will be talking about the 2019 movie, The Hidden Staircase. Yeah. So if you want to send in your thoughts, let us know. But we'll probably already have that one recorded <laughs> by the time this episode comes out. So Probably, oh. but that's okay. We can uh, tell you about it after the fact. We'll always read them. Yeah. <laughs> after that, we have a surprise interview. Yes. Not saying who it is, but stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be talking about mystery book number 17, The Mystery of the Brass Bound Trunk. Looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. And the last week in September, we will be talking about game number 14, Danger by Design. Definitely looking forward to that because it's been a few years since I played that one. And then the rest of the year, it's going to be like a mixture of books and games and movies and a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a mixture. So that's kind of what we're doing until season four happens in January hopefully. But yeah, I mean, follow along with us as we go. 
If you all have thoughts or questions or opinions about anything that we're going to talk about, please let us know. We're always available on all of our social media. We love hearing back from you guys. And we mention pretty much everybody that uh, takes the time out to talk to us. And even if it's like you don't have like comments or anything based on what we're like the games or the books or the movies, whatever it is, just send us something like, you know, anything. Yeah. If you have questions for us, it doesn't have to necessarily be Nancy Drew related. Let us know. And it might be easier if you sent us an email for that stuff rather than on social media. But other than that, I don't think I have any other news. Do you? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can find us on Instagram at River Heights Buzz. You can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook in our Facebook group and on Twitter at River Heights Buzz with just one Z. Check us out next week as we dive into the OG game, Secrets Can Kill. We will see you next time with all of, enjoy your giggles. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) It really has been. Alrighty. See you next time, guys. Bye, everyone. Check us out next week as we dive into the 2019 Nancy Drew movie, The Hidden Staircase. You're jumping ahead, Candace. Oh, shh. <laughs> that's what? That's... What was I supposed to say? <laughs> that's coming up in three weeks. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take it from the last sentence then. Just trying to make sure you were awake. <laughs> go with that. <laughs> i'm telling you we should do a live show because it would be great you wouldn't know what was going to come and neither would i honestly <laughs> it would just be like this that the other never yeah, know pretty much <laughs>